All right, let's do this. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to Celebrity Podcast. Um, let me shut this door real quick. The noise. There we go. All right. For those of you listening, we are on location today. Um, we are at a elementary school near Hamlin Park in Chicago, where my guest, former First Lady Michelle Obama, is visiting as part of her new um, program she just rolled out that she'll be doing nationwide. Um, are you, you look like you're having a little trouble with that. How do you do this? Use the beak, mm-hmm. like, to get it under the, the top of the thing and just pop it off. There you go. All right, so we are here at Emory Elementary School, where Miss Obama is rolling out her new program uh, titled Visions, Showing Kids the Truth of the Path and the Journey. Now, if this program is not controversial yet... It is bound to be because I just spent the last minute or two reading all this and looking it over, and this is a very wild idea, Miss Obama. Mm-hmm. You are going around to these elementary schools, meeting with these second and third grade kids, yeah. and under the supervision of you and your staff, you are giving them psychedelic drugs. Mm-hmm. You're having them take things like acid, mm. mushrooms, mm. DMT, mm-hmm. all these really, really strong psychedelic drugs that you're giving these children. Yeah. And it's all to get them on what you say here is the journey. Miss mm-hmm. um, Obama, why is it so important that these young kids take these psychedelic drugs? Because kids need to see visually where they can go. Mm-hmm. I am that journey for them. The journey, as you call it, yeah. is what you say here is the path to spiritual enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Now, this is your reasoning for um, getting these kids high on these drugs mm-hmm. is to get them on this journey to self-discovery. Um, I was with you just a few moments ago with this classroom of kids behind us. Yeah. And as your staff was administering the drugs to the kids, I noticed they were measuring them out to make sure that each kid took enough of the drugs yeah. where they achieve something called max visuals. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand these visuals are necessary for the, the journey. For sure. Um, visuals are important Mm -hmm. experiences are important because you can talk and talk and you can read about it i mean i can see i'm I'm open-minded i can see the the benefits here to to taking these drugs um but why start with these young kids why not maybe try this experiment on like some high school kids we need fresh clear eyes in this stuff okay well fresh they are i i am looking at them through this one-way mirror that you installed here to observe them. Mm. And these kids are babies, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a DJ in there yeah, playing some music for them to dance to. They, they seem to be having a good time. I mean, I don't know if any of the drugs have kicked in fully, mm. but um, they look like they're happy. So I'm optimistic about this experiment, um, this journey of yours, and uh, I admire these kids' bravery. They've done things that just no kid would ever do. Well, yeah, I don't think most kids don't take psychedelics at this age. I think that's more of an adult activity, if anything. Yeah. Um, So this is kind of uncharted territory you're in here. (laughs) Um, You seem to be (laughs) cracking up at these children behind us here. 
uh, why are you laughing? Because the kids in those rooms mm -hmm. have no idea how to get from their seats to where we are. Oh, right, because they're fucked up. Mm -hmm. But you're kind of fucked up too, right? Because yeah. I did see earlier in there when you were walking around um, the class, you had this pipe in your hand that I don't know what was in the pipe, but you kind of had the lighter with the pipe and you were telling the kids, who, who wants to get on my level? Mm -hmm. And a couple of the kids raised their hands yeah, and you kind of pulled them aside and gave them a little talk. Mm-hmm before they hit the pipe. Um, what was that purpose of that? Is that just kind of like a warning, um, the troubles you may face when attempting to get to your level? When they're trying to get here. Right. It's like, if I really want to help you get here, I have to be honest with you about the struggle so that when you hit it, you don't give up. Jeez, yeah. I, I imagine that has to be pretty pretty scary for them. Mm -hmm. um, how are these kids reacting um, when you give them these drugs? Because this is their first time experimenting with these psychedelics yeah um are they handling it well are they freaking out and they look to you to figure out how to react and if you're all freaked out they'll cry if you tell them they're okay then they're like oh, okay well i guess i'm okay one of the things that i noticed uh when observing you and your staff uh give these kids the drugs um almost all of them not all but most um kind of took the drugs, mm -hmm. ran around the room a couple times, yeah. and just kind of fell to the floor and began rubbing the carpet, uh, the shaggy carpet you and your staff installed. Which I always found was a healthy sign. I see. So rubbing the carpet is healthy. For sure. Um, another thing I observed in there that was a little odd was when you were giving the kids... I think it was acid. You were putting a couple tabs of acid on one of the kids' tongues. Mm -hmm. you, you were kind of staring like deep into his eyes, mm. like real deep. And I think you, you even instructed your, your staff to tell him not to blink. Yeah. Um, is this something you just like doing? Yeah. You can see the light go off literally in their souls. I understand that you charge the kids' parents for the drugs. Mm-hmm. Why? For a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, Miss Obama, it looks like one of the children did figure out how to find us here. Mm. Uh, how's it going, little guy? <laughs> oh, God. Miss <laughs> Obama, this kid looks fucked up. This is normal. Just go to school. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, just uh, go back to school, little buddy. Uh, everything is going to be okay, I think. <laughs> kid, go to school. You're fine. <laughs> wow. Look at him walk away. Oh, my God. I got to say, it's just so strange to me to see all these young kids on these drugs mm -hmm. i'm in my 30s i haven't even experimented with any of these drugs oh you're an idiot well i'm not an idiot i mean i grew up watching movies with drugs in them i know a little bit about it you know nothing but the stories of what you watched when you were little okay well you know i i did smoke some weed in high school, mm. and it was not a pleasant experience. What music did you listen to? Um, I don't remember. I, probably like some Hoobastank. Oh my god. Um, for those of you listening at home, that crunching sound that you're hearing is actually Miss Obama. Um, we stopped at a gas station on the way over here and loaded up on some snacks. Uh, actually, you loaded up on snacks. I got myself a Yoohoo. Uh, you got yourself some taquitos, uh, some Skittles. Mm -hmm. uh, you got some flaming hot 
Cheetos that you're eating now. Can I actually try one of those? We were just there. Well, I wasn't that hungry when we were there, and you have a lot of food here. Well, it's not a lot. <sighs> okay. Um, I, I'll just stick with my Yoohoo then. Oh, shit, I dropped the cap. Mm. Oh, there it is. Okay. Let's discuss the origins of all this, uh, where this all kind of started. Um, I understand you started experimenting with psychedelics around 2009 during Barack's uh, first term. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard these rumors, but I've heard them. Um, do you know anything about the phrase, when they go low, we go high? That was our motto. That was your motto. That was our motto. That That's really the... When people say, what do you mean by when they go low, we go high? Well, from what I've heard, you and Barack would kind of gather the staff and children at the end of the day and kind of send them off mm -hmm. to the downstairs areas of the White House while you and Barack would head upstairs to this area that you called the cocoon. cocoon. Yeah. So the cocoon is real. Yeah, it's my happy place. The rumors that I've heard of the cocoon is that it is uh, like this spaceship-looking egg-shaped box mm -hmm. that you and Barack built uh, with, with all these lights and stuff inside. And um, what going high was, was you guys just going in this, this cocoon thing that you built yeah. and taking massive mm. amounts of psychedelics mm -hmm. and tripping out for, for hours. I mean, the staff reported hearing sounds of of wild animals, of mm -hmm. loud screaming and yeah. glass shattering. Mm -hmm. and is this all true? For sure. Um, wow. That's what it means to go high. You would spend so much of your time in this cocoon. I think somebody said around 80% of your time at the White House, you were in the cocoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, your own daughter has recently come out and said she would have nightmares and she'd be so scared in the middle of the night that she'd run to the president's bedroom to see mommy and daddy. And you weren't anywhere to be found. Mm -hmm. I mean, where were you? Me and Barack, we were in our cocoon. What about when, like, Barack had to go give, like, a speech? We, we'd escape to do an event and come back. You weren't necessarily unproductive in the cocoon because you did emerge out of it with a book. Mm -hmm. uh, you wrote a book in there called uh becoming yeah which is a fascinating book thank uh, you it, I've, I've never really seen a book like this before mm -hmm. um each chapter is kind of told from a different perspective a different person or different being mm -hmm. um all of which is still very much michelle obama yeah but you're kind of inhabiting these other creatures and people and for instance um chapter 17 which is easily my favorite chapter, mm. is told through the POV of a cheetah. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of another book that exists with the point of view of a cheetah. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen that perspective before. Uh, the way you do it is so great. Um, I understand that you started writing this book by writing chapter 17 first. Mm -hmm. I knew when I was outlining the vision for this book that that chapter needed to be pivotal. Mm -hmm. Well, it is pivotal. It is such an exciting piece of writing. I mean, I really enjoyed these adventures of this cheetah. 
um, the very end of this chapter, not to spoil anything, but it's so good. I mean, the way you tell it with the your, your cheetah character is kind of wounded and yeah. and uh, unable to to stand at the moment, and uh, he's worrying. He's he's worrying he can't feed his cubs before the sun goes down. Yeah, and with the last ounce of strength he has left, he kind of jumps up and makes a lightning dash and devours his prey. Yeah. And he's able to feed his cubs and eat. And you end it on this beautiful poem that you wrote. Um, I highlighted it here. Uh, it goes, um, my fur is red. Mm. It's the middle of June. Mm -hmm. I'm coming for you, you lions, you goons. This is not the time. For me to lick my this wounds. isn't the time for me to lick my wounds yeah that's so powerful mm -hmm. let's talk about chapter six this chapter so that chapter hold on i'm, I'm talking can you not interrupt me mm. thank you um this chapter is interesting because it's told through the point of view of an uber driver mm -hmm. now this is something that you actually did Shortly after leaving the White House, you became an Uber driver. I did. Why did you become an Uber driver? I needed to demonstrate to the nation that I can do the work. Mm -hmm. I work hard and I work smart. And let me just show you. Well, you did work smart because I saw your little setup you had there. You had a Prius, which mm -hmm. was great on gas. Uh, you had the phone mount, which was yeah. great. Uh, you, you, you decorated your, your car with a lot of like black lights and, and lava lamps. Mm -hmm. Um very much like the cocoon, cocoon. I guess you could yeah. say. You also had this megaphone set up on top of the car. Yeah. That you had a little cord where you could yell stuff at other cars while you were driving in traffic. Yeah. I mean, that's genius. Mm -hmm. You sold party drugs on the side while Ubering. I did. Which is smart. I mean, that's more money in your pocket. And your car is the perfect place for them. Yeah. Um, in the book... You describe the little system that you had with your customers. You guys would kind of speak in code to each other. Mm -hmm. What would a typical customer of yours say if they wanted to get something like, let's say, ecstasy? I want to go to X's house. Oh, I see. So X, ecstasy. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You say in the book that your favorite part of being an Uber driver was the customers. Yeah. Um, what about the customers did you enjoy? Really being able to see their pain without it being filtered. Oh, interesting. I thought you were maybe going to say, like, the casual conversations. or I love casual conversations with people. Uh-huh. Right. But it was mostly the pain in their eyes thing. Mm-hmm. Well, look, Miss Obama, I can talk about this book for hours because mm -hmm. it's that good. Yeah. But we can't cover every chapter. There is many, many chapters in this book. There, there, there are many, many chapters. I recommend to all my listeners uh, picking up a copy for themselves and diving deep into all these chapters um, because it's really, really fascinating stuff you wrote here, Miss Obama. Yeah. I really dig it. Thank you. Um, it looks like our kids are really digging the journey. Um, you got the DJ just going off in there. Mm -hmm. um, your staff is now passing out some vitamin C, uh, some glow sticks. Yeah, All the kids look really happy. Um, it looks like all the <laughs> drugs must have fully kicked in, right? <laughs> What's so funny? Some haven't quite fully digested them. Mm, I don't know about that. They all look really high. 
Um, in fact, I'm starting to feel a little strange myself. Maybe I'm getting like a contact high uh, from watching these kids. What are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little scared, to be honest. Uh, I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Miss Obama, did you put something inside my Yoohoo? Why don't you sh show people the truth of the path and the journey? Oh my God. Oh fuck. Why don't you, Why don't you show people the truth of the path and the journey? Where's the carpet? I need it. I need to rub the carpet. This, this politics thing and a lot of stuff you read—it's a game, you know. And everybody's in on it. Get this fucking kid away from me. You are just part of the game. Part of the game. Part of the game. Part of the game. is no longer normal. I don't care about your life anymore. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Either you're on my side or you're not. I feel like people are watching us. We're, we're always watched at this stage. Don't tell me I know what you Because in the end, that's what we have to do. Because in the end, that's what we have to do.